Hello. Uh, welcome to What's the Tea. I'm R to the Edgy. I'm Nick Jew. It's the last of the year. Time to be very queer. <laughs> um, they was fighting down to the concert, Jesus. To the verses? <laughs> they was fighting down to the concert. That shit, like, okay, so, you know, I've only seen a couple of them because I'm, you I mean, know. same. I'm old. Right. And so I watched this one like the next day on YouTube. And I, and then I, like before that, I had watched the Shaka Khan and Stephanie. So this is my overall feeling about the verses. I miss when it was just like people in separate rooms on Skype playing songs. The Badu Jill Scott is yes, like, not going to get more better than that. Than one. that. It was like quintessential. Obviously, for obvious reasons. The E40. I mean, the Fred Hammond Kirk Franklin. That was, one was also great, great too. <laughs> and the E42 short one was incredible. But this new format where it's basically just a concert, the shit is irritating. And like when I'm not watching it, all the timeline does is complain about it. Like I think that everybody's kink is complaining about shit. Because if I was complaining that much about some free shit, I would cut it off. Baby. How how quickly? Watch me. Watch me. Y'all spend the and whole time about it. fucking complaining. It's really irritating and fucking annoying. <laughs> Hit my theme music. How do you uh this? Ain't no how the fuck do you sit there for three hours for some shit you did not pay for and complain the entire fucking time? It's really fucking getting on my nerves. I'm so over it. Just don't watch the shit. It, it's this. It's, they didn't play this song. This person late. You can't hear shit. You did Cut it off. Cut it the fuck off. Cut it off. This don't make no goddamn sense. If I was around you, I would offer you some of uh, the devil's herb to just, you know. <laughs> it really as like. Relaxify your as like your a nerves. As like a community thing, I understand like commiserating with other people is probably fun to you. But to for, you. For, but I'm just trying to scroll my timeline and all y'all do is fucking complain. You know what I wish? I wish they would cancel the shit for fucking ever. I wish they would make it just an in-person concert where you have to go to the location and buy a ticket. They don't stream the shit. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. But you know they would be tweeting from the concert that niggas was late. So that's And not... what is this obsession with wanting to hear the crowd every time y'all watch some shit that's on? You know, like... Wait, you, what? Like, it's this crowd. They don't deserve this. They whack. They weak. Remember that shit they did with Homecoming? Like, that was their biggest complaint is how the crowd wasn't hype enough for Beyonce. Have you ever heard of a sound engineer? Their job... I know not. you... Probably if you listen to this show, no. Because this shit is kind of like fucking <laughs> crackle, snap, pop. But the the... The I don't want to hear the people in the crowd. I want to hear the niggas on stage. Right. Correct. I understand, like, oh, L.A. was the wrong venue for this. They don't give a fuck about that. Like, okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, how do you really feel about it? I'm tired of everybody complaining about every fucking thing. It's like sometimes Twitter is very complainy and other times you can kind of ignore it. But it's like y'all are complaining in chorus whenever the verses is on. And then like before the shit is almost over, everybody starts having a good time and then it's over. And then they complain that it didn't last long enough or it was too long and this took too much time and we didn't get this song or whatever. And then they'll be like, we won. Like they had a good time. 
I mean, I it's why my favorite hobby is selectively disengaging. Ooh, child cheese. Teach me how to with Dougie. No, with no notice. Teach me how to motherfucking Dougie because I am alone. I'm the loneliest bitch in America. I'm scrolling my timeline because I'm lonely and all <laughs> I see is niggas complaining. Leave me alone. Do y'all know how to be happy? Do you enjoy anything? Clearly not. Ooh, Jesus. Anyway, what's the tea? Um, so Spotify tells me that I'm a sad bitch, apparently. <laughs> Do you know that they were complaining about that shit too? Like, baby, if you only have Apple Music or Tidal, just say that. You don't have to be the fucking bad news bear because you didn't get a rap. Girl, can we have fun? Can we enjoy anything? My God. Do y'all have any joy in your life? Do you need some? Help me understand. The joy of the Lord is my strength. What's yours? <laughs> Who was your number one artist? Uh, you know who it was. Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Isley. Yes. Um, yes. There was, I think they do it. I don't know when they do the aggregate, but like it clearly hadn't accounted for her most recent song right. that has literally been on repeat. Yeah, because I am an emotional masochist. Maybe uh, that's why we're like, friends. I've easily listened to that song a couple of hundred times in the last week and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it's that it's that bridge that just be fucking with me, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Right, right I know, right, Alex. Right. Um, so Alex, my top five. It should be, uh, actually, it was like no surprise, but kind of surprising. Um, uh, no, that's my top songs. Okay, Alex, Kenyon Dixon, Kenyon Dixon, Kenyon Dixon. However you say his name. Um, I didn't realize that was her baby daddy. Who baby daddy? Alex's. She have a baby. Yeah. Like alive? <laughs> yes. I mean, as like a four year old like child. Pregnant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because um, they did a song together, or well, a couple songs together, but one called Expectations, which was the the my number one song this year. Because it was a happy song. Sometimes I do listen to happy shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, number three was JoJo. Of course. Uh, number four was Christian Curia because I li literally listened to him every day in Hawaii when I was just walking on the beach crying. Aww. And number five was Jasmine Sullivan. So Jill Scott was my top artist this year, which is very no hilarious surprise. to me. Um, so Jill Scott, Isley Brothers, John Mayer, Prince, Corinne, Bailey, Ray. Um, and that is very that is very anti appropriate. Okay, but I I can explain. Um, <laughs> Lizelle in E flat was my number one listen to song of the year, but that I remembered like yesterday because I did a cover of it on Instagram. So I listened to it like all day one day. So that's, that's an anomaly. Like I don't just normally put Lizelle on repeat. I was learning the song. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, that one. <laughs> right. Uh, John Mayer, obviously like... Obviously. I'm surprised he wasn't higher on my my list. Well, because he also didn't like the new album. I didn't love it. 
it's okay. Oh, I wore it out for yeah, like I a couple only played of months it like in the twice. summer. I only played it like twice. Although I did have to skip Why You Know Love Me because I was like, this don't feel right. It feels a little <laughs> racist, John. Like, can we discuss? Uh, but the Isley Brothers is completely because of that versus. Because as we said when we talked about that versus... I was much more familiar with the music of Earth, Wind, and Fire. And so I spent a great deal of time listening to the Isley Brothers this year, like went through whole albums and like fell in love with songs that I was either not very familiar with or hadn't heard at all. Like um, Let Me Down Easy. Ugh. I fell in love with Voyage to Atlantis, like all of you all. Like it was, it was a great fun discovery for me because I also discovered that Ron Isley and I are birthday twins. Oh, really? Yes. And his voice sits so lovely in my vocal range that I love singing along to him, like always have, but just really dug into them from like all the way back then to all the way right now. And I, I, that was one of my favorite things about this year was falling in love with the Isley brothers. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun versus. I I forget that good things happened to me this year. <laughs> right. Um, I you know a lot of good things happened to both of us this year. It's just it's hard when you're when you're in the weeds, but you know, you know, it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be alright. Um, what's the tea? So the tea is I had a little procedure on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, and I feel a little bit of me is like, don't, you know, touch down dance in the end zone, da, 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 but like, you no, can touch down dance. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fucking claiming that shit. It was the last thing that I have to do in this sort like, you know, my endometriosis may grow back. I may have to have some cysts removed. I may have to whatever, but not right now. So I'm, I'm declaring the end. I am healed. I am done. Everything is done. I'm still on some medication, but I'm uh, trying to get off of that very soon. And I think with the exception of having some ultrasounds and scans here and there, we're done. We're done. We're fucking done. We're done. That is great. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, saints. How do you feel? I feel great, honestly. Like, the procedure fucking sucked. So I had, um, when I was in the hospital last October, they implanted a um, IVC filter. It was a little tiny thing that they put inside of my vena cava through an entry point in my neck. (laughs) Um, I was terrified when they were explaining the procedure to me. I was terrified when I went in for the procedure, but it was fine. You're awake the whole time. And they just give you like a local anesthesia coming out. They were saying could be a little bit more precarious. So obviously I was super anxious about that. Um, when I, it's an outpatient procedure. When I got to the hospital, I was, you know, nervous, but ultimately I was like, I'm going to be fine. I, I thought of all the horrible things that could possibly happen. Um, these filters, they're supposed to stay in like three to six months. The new ones are designed to stay in forever if they need to. And mine had been in just over a year. So my cardiologist was like, take that shit out. I had a patient like hers dislodged and she ended up having to have open heart surgery. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's get this the fuck out. Um, It was just an extra layer of protection to stop any blood clots from going into my heart. Uh, And if they catch 
if the thing catches clots, they dissolve. Um, so it's not like there was a bunch of clots behind it that when they pulled it out would go, you know, whatever. Um, but my father had a procedure to remove plaque from an artery in his neck and he, in order for him to not have a stroke and they left some shit that ended up causing him to have a stroke. So the whole thing was really, really fucking triggering for me. And even just like being at the hospital for yet another procedure was also really fucking triggering to me. Um, so when I got there, they, you know, have wheeled me into the waiting room because it's like a radiology guided procedure. The guy comes in. I'm like, oh, this nigga, he had done everything that I had done. He put the filter in. He took one of my biopsies and he also drained the abscess that I had after surgery. So I was like, oh, I know so that you. Was your, that was your, your ace boom. <laughs> right. I was like, I know you. And he's very cocky, which normally kind of bothers me because I feel like when people do shit every day, you have this high chance of like missing shit, right? But it's him and like three nurses in the room. He's got me up on an x-ray on a fucking like 75 inch screen. And he was just like, this is very routine. I do this every day. And um, when he walked away, I started crying. And the nurse was like, oh, no, it's okay. He actually specializes in difficult removal. Because what he said that upset me was there's a possibility that I won't be able to get it out because sometimes people develop, like, scar tissue and their body just really doesn't want to get rid of the thing. He was like, but I promise you I'll get it out. You just might have to come back and we'll have to put you under. But I'm getting it out. And that, you know, had me all tensed up or whatever. And so she was like, no, 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 he's actually specializes in difficult removal. We're going to get it. And I'm like, you know, I'm just... And I just lost it. And she was like, you've had a rough year. Like, you've been through a lot. Which comforted me because she, like, went through my file. You know? Like, I didn't have to say shit. She's, yeah, she did her research. Yeah, she was like, no, I know. She was like, I'm going to keep you very comfortable. Like, it's going to be fine. And the worst part about it was, honestly, when they um, injected me with a local anesthesia, it was, you know, like somebody putting a fucking needle in your neck. Yeah. And then, like, I couldn't feel the procedure but have you ever had teeth pulled while you were awake yeah you know that sensation that the dentist is like standing on your fucking shoulders yanking Baby. shit out now my last dentist i wasn't upset right he was fine <laughs> <laughs> um but this is what that felt like it felt like he was like sitting on my chest yanking some shit out of my neck it was very awkward and like intense and so she was like what kind of music do you want to hear i was like oh whatever she was like fine then we'll do we'll do some classical i was like yeah yeah throw on some chopin or whatever and so she plays the most dramatic fucking piano concerto ever and just as he's about to make the incision it's like dum, dum, dum. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like try not to laugh because it's all just so ridiculous at this point but it was successful he pulled the whole thing out like none of it was left behind and and I'm fine. Yay. Yeah. yeah. How does how does your new lease on life feel? I mean, like, I feel like I've had this new lease on life for quite a while now. But now that this, for me, officially marks the end of that thing, I feel so very grateful. Like, to God be the glory. I don't feel like I'm on borrowed time because I don't think it was my time. Like, I didn't escape death. I just sort of kissed it and was like not yet bitch so now i'm just trying to oh it's sad it's, it's something i love about you but you didn't respond <laughs> yes 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 so got now it, i just i want to i just want things to be more meaningful i'm i i i want to choose 
more life, you know, like every day. And and the days when I don't want to choose life, I want to choose to be on my couch and be okay with that. And just, I feel like I want my words to matter more to the people I care about. I want my work to matter more. And I just, I, I don't want to live in fear of bad things happening to me because I have had my share of bad shit that has happened to me. <laughs> Friend. Say that again. And there ain't shit you can do about it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So I'm trying to live the days in between the bad shit as best as I can and do what the fuck I want. That sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Um, the ver- back to the verses, though. Why? <laughs> Why they name Bone Thugs and Harmony and they singing all that melody? Stop it. Stop it. Ain't Stop a lick it. of harmony on them songs. Stop it. Am I lying? They're all singing the same notes. You know, they just like the name because it sounds good. They should have caught that shit. Bone Thug singing. Bone Thugs fucking on a beat. I don't. Maybe they thought it was clever. There's no harmony. That irks me. And why they play breakdown and they didn't play none of their verses. They just all sit there and went break, break down, steady breaking we on down for like 36 seconds. I think you should do the music direction for a verses. So you just like pick the pick the set. Why can't they just do a track? Uh, instrumental. Yeah, I, I that is a that is a weird sensation that I've noticed at like concerts that like it's very rare that people will sing a whole song. Not even that, but they're they're singing over their song like with the vocals in the track. Yeah, it's weird. Like if you don't have the rights to do the song, then why are we here? <laughs> they better have the rights to their own music. Not everybody, child. Lord, don't even get me started. Child, cheese. So, um, Is... go ahead. No, I was going to say, do they have the next one planned? Probably. You know, I don't know. I remember that they had put know... out an announcement for all of the rest of them. And there was one that was like a surprise. But I don't know what it I... is. It felt that it feels very much like a a quarantine thing that I don't think we need to take with us. It's definitely jumped the shark too. Like I would pay money to go see like Erica and Jill going back and forth and doing storytelling like in a theater. Yeah, I don't know that I want. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't. I also just don't know what this is supposed to be anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Like Method Man and Red Man and then like that was fun, but I mean The D'Angelo one was, was cute. It was great. Yeah, that was nice. What's also too is like was the thing that you just want concerts that where everyone can watch it? Is that is that the thing? Like I just don't understand like what the point is anymore. Right. I don't think they do either. 
I don't know. Oh well. Well, I'm on their oh, website. Oh, also the the Patty LaBelle Gladys Knight one. Those were there. There were some some good moments, but now I feel like they're sort of running out of ideas. Right. I'm on the Versus website, and I just don't see that there's another one. Maybe that was mm. it for the year, and they'll put out a new schedule next year. Sure, sure, sure. I'm over it, to be quiet. Are you going, do you feel like you're ready to start going back to concerts? Oh, wait, there's a Comedians Versus. Okay. No, hold on. Uh, it's supposed to be Damon Wayans and Dave Chappelle. No. Is there a date for this? Oh, I hope this doesn't actually happen. I was going to say that sounds terrible. It sounds very homophobic, like in advance. Child, they got a picture of Damon Wayans Jr. on here. I cannot believe this is real. No, it can't be. Yeah, that has to be fake. That's that's not real. Oh, I don't know. I just, I hope that it's over, to be honest. Am I ready to start going back to concerts? So I went to an outdoor concert, um, and I was very nervous. I don't, and I've been to a couple of like shows. I don't think yeah, I. You saw an indoor play. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be doing any concerts until maybe next summer when we're back outside. I don't think I'm ready for indoor concert. I mean, we may actually learn the whole Greek alphabet by then, but yeah. Chow cheese. You know what it is because for like a a theater show like a play or whatever, I could just like sit there for a concert, especially somebody I like, I'm going to want to be singing along and stuff. And like, I'm, I don't know if oh, I want to sure. do that with like a mask on. And then like people are just not wearing masks, masks in certain places. Like even though the rules say you got to be in a mask, the chick sitting next to me at Hades town, like snuck her drink in the theater. I was just like mask down. Ma'am. No, it said no concessions. Right. Like, girl, what are you, you're going to ruin it for everybody. What about you? Are you, you've been to some shows, huh? I've been to concerts. Uh, there was one concert that I went to in Brooklyn. It was like a, low-key situation and they didn't ask for vaccination status at the door and so i fully kept my mask on the entire time i didn't drink shit i didn't sing along to shit i like i don't even think i took two deep breaths the whole time um but i think you know for places that do i think i'll be okay like i um i'm seeing Jasmine in February and Jojo in March, like right after each other. And I I think, you know, it's all obviously California. You got Jasmine Sullivan tickets? Very seriously. Huh? You got Jasmine Sullivan tickets? On StubHub.com, yeah. How you do that? I heard they were sold out everywhere. On ticket yeah, on Ticketmaster, but people are reselling them. Oh. Yeah. Yes, they they are. And that is I just, like, I don't know. That feels so, like, sad and dumb to me. It's like, why would you buy a bunch of tickets for an artist you don't, like, for a concert you're not going to go to just to resell them? That feels... To make money. So stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. I've, capitalism has definitely jumped the shark. Because if y'all are inventing, like, dumb-ass extra work ways to make money, that feels silly. 
it's like the, sh- the whole shoe thing, too. It's just like you buy up all the shoes and charge people $250 over retail. Like, just let people buy the fucking shoes. Okay, it's just a fucking pair of shoes, friend. I think, like, in California and New York, I would be more comfortable. But in D.C., they're real, like, kind of lack about the whole mask shit. And it's like... Really? Not Hardly anywhere is asking for proof of vaccine. So, like, okay, at the Kennedy Center, when I went to go see Hadestown, um, they, were, they were not fucking around. They were checking, you know, cards against... IDs, they were wristband people, like the uh, concessions were all outside. You could not bring anything into the theater, masks up. They were not yeah. fucking around. But there wasn't like anybody walking around the theater, like, put your mask up. So people could have easily taken that shit off, like, as soon as the show started. Um, but, you sure. know, like in New York City, they're not fucking around. Like, every single place you go into is like, let me see your shit here. There, I've, only the queer spaces I've been to have been asking about vaccine and everywhere else it's like mask mandate it just got lifted but when it was in place you would like walk into the restaurant and everybody would just take off their fucking mask and it's supposed to be only take it off when you're eating or drinking so you know like i'm vaxxed and boosted i'm about to do maybe one more kind of public outsidey thing and then i think i'm gonna just lock it down for the winter like i'm still on the fence about restaurants because until we know more about this Omicron variant, I just don't know how I'm going to feel about being in it. But, you know, a lot of these places are, like, super ventilated. It's just going to be interesting to yeah. see what they do for the winter. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing about Cal- about California is, like, it's it's so much easier to be outside all year. So to have a restaurant with the windows open, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal as opposed to, like, somewhere on the east coast where it's actively snowing which i'll don't do right 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 child chris cuomo done lost his motherfucking job i mean and apparently not just because of the shit with his brother there's some like sexual um misconduct allegations and he said uh apparently he ain't doing his serious uh, XM radio show. They fired either. him. They fired him. Uh, this the article I'm reading is from the New York Post. Uh, Chris Cuomo forced out of Sirius XM after sexual misconduct claim and CR- CNN firing. Fired CNN host Chris Cuomo announced Monday that he, oh, he quit his Sirius XM radio show with a source saying he was forced out of the side gig after a formal fe- former female colleague at ABC News accused him of sexual misconduct. Cuomo really wanted to stay on Sirius, but he was told he needed to leave, sources said. In a tweet posted after scandal-scarred ex-ABC journalist Brian Ross filled in for him on Sirius earlier Earlier in the day, Cuomo made no reference to the anonymous accusation that CNN received last week, but wrote, the way my time ended at CNN was hard. While I have a thick skin, I also have, hey, pop-up ad. I also (laughs) have a family for whom the past week has been extraordinarily difficult, Cuomo said. So right now I have to take a step back and focus on what comes next. That means I will no longer be doing my serious XM radio show. A source familiar with the matter said of Cuomo, he was asked to resign 
which he did. Other Another source said Cuomo, who continued hosting his Let's Get After It radio program after CNN fired him on Tuesday, really wanted to keep his serious XM show. He thought he would be able to keep it, the source said. Well, shit. In preparing, in a prepared response, the radio network said, following Chris, Chris Cuomo's statement that he is leaving his Sirius XM show, let's get after it, will no longer air. We thank Chris for his work at Sirius XM. Well, okay, this is what he tweeted. The way my time ended at CNN was hard. While I have a thick skin, I also have a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the past week, has been extraordinarily difficult. So right now, I have to take a step back and focus on what comes next. That means I will no longer be doing my Sirius XM radio show. I am extremely grateful for the support I have received from Sirius XM throughout my time there. I also want to express my sincere appreciation for my loyal listeners. I will miss our conversations a great deal, but I look forward to being back in touch with you all in the future. It's so weird. It's also like, I understand that two things can be true at once, but I find it deeply frustrating that, that like, why are, why does Matt Gates still have a job? Baby, why does Marjorie Taylor Greene still have a job? Like, can we, yes, absolutely, like. If he clearly his behavior with his brother was like wildly inappropriate and quite illegal, and he should face consequences for all of the shit that he did. Yes. However, like, can we also get these other people out too? Or right. are we just gonna fire the um the people that believe women should have the right to like Lauren Lauren Bur- Bober? Why the fuck does that bitch still have a job? Girl. What was the reason? Why the fuck does that bitch still have her fucking listen? I was about to say something very violent. Lord Jesus, <laughs> you create in me a clean heart and renew a spirit. right spirit within me, oh God. Because, ooh. Search me, oh God. Listen. Yeah, no, it's like that. Like that part I, I find deeply frustrating, especially because everyone's like, oh, well. You know, such and such ain't doing nothing, and we don't do this and that and the other. And it's like, well, yeah, but also, can we focus our energy on getting rid of the people who are like also doing crimes? Oh, okay. Like all of these, like six hundred or eight hundred or whatever, um, people who've been indicted or whatever in connection to January sixth. When you gonna hand the indictments out down to the Capitol? Okay. Where them niggas at? Because I don't know. Mark Meadows was on the phone. I just want to know when do we get to see the perp walk for Marjorie Taylor Greene, fucking Lauren Bur- Bobert, uh, Matt Gates, Josh, whatever fuck his name is, and the perp, mm-hmm. and and uh, Madison Cawthorn, who is a fucking idiot. And, I mean, basically, like, every time I see an article, this is also why I'm happy I took a news break. Because it's like, we all know he done all the crimes. We all know he guilty as hell. I just want to see the perp walk and that's it. Who? Huh? Who? In- individual number oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely him. He's like the main one I, I want to see. <laughs> the main fucking one. I don't want to talk about uh, Joe Biden, do- Joe Byron, Bing Bong, dog, biting nobody. I don't want to talk about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Serial. Serial. Like, 
get the fuck out of here. Arrest them. If y'all don't arrest them people. Okay. Child. Put them under under the jail. Under it. Everybody talking about um, abolished prisons. No, baby. Keep them shit open. We need them for them people. Okay? Fuck them people. Put them in jail. Period. Period. You are going to jail. Period. Okay. Uh, We got some... um, New iTunes reviews. We did. Are they two stars? No, they are five because we love y'all and y'all love us. And we was on here begging last week. We really were. Uh, Okay, let me read these real quick. Um, This is from, I don't know, An Edited Life titled Love Them, five stars. I always look forward to catching up with my play cousins. Thank you. Hi, cousin. This is from Peaches323, five stars. Love the show. Keep them coming. We will, Peaches. Thank you. Just because of you. Just only because of that review. Another one. Hey, boo. Five stars from Trey M. I discovered this podcast last year and have been in love ever since. They are music scholars. Oh, shit. Sports commentators. All right now. Twitter analysts and theater nerds, come for the versatility and stay for the foolishness. This night skin is a fan for life. Still laughing good off that one. That was good. That was that was some grade A racism, honestly. It was. They really started a fucking uh, race war. Really. Uh, this one's entitled Friends Doing It From Themselves for Our Friend in Real Life, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Um Hi. First, shout out, hey, Nikki Cole and Reggie. Second, a few words about the tea. Hilarious, thought-provoking, genius, parte. Most importantly, the best podcast, not blowing smoke for reals, that I listen to. And I'm not saying that because I know these two. It's simply truth. Very proud of you both, Mishka. Uh, Mm, That's so nice. And then we've got another one from Jack of All Trades 1. Five stars. Just listen. You'll fall in love with Nick and Reggie. I never miss an episode and smile each time when the new episode hits my feed. It's like that weekly three-way call from my besties. Q's Golden Girls theme song. You guys! Y'all really do fuck with us. Okay. Look at y'all being attractive and smart and making good decisions. (laughs) Your edges is flourishing. Just laid. Love it so much. Thank you all so much. Um, and then we got some new subscribers to our Patreon. What the fuck? Hey, I know where we are reviewing season five of Insecure. We are eventually going to talk about some drag race. We'll probably just wait for the new American one because it's going to piss us off every week. So you can come over there and hear us yell about that. Yep. Eventually, I'd like to get some people together and talk about Love Life season two. I just may be finished with it by the time you get ready to to gather people. Well, all right now. All righty, right. Okay. Um, We have to also... I, wasn't there a movie we were supposed to watch? Oh, we were we were talking in a, our pre-production meeting with our, our, our pod father about doing a King Richard review. Yes, which we really do need to do. See. It's a subject I care a little bit about. Yes. You let me know when you're free. Great. I might even watch it again. I will probably cry my way through the fucking movie again. 
Okay, which one you want? Bachelorette or Great British Baking Show? <laughs> oh, at least you're letting me choose my torture. Yes. Um, give me, give me Michelle. Go ahead. Ciao. You know I love make I love making the wrong decision. <laughs> Clearly, everybody listening is like, say British Baking Show. <laughs> Don't listen to the best. <laughs> no, you can hear me talk about the British Baking Show finale with my guys over from the Skim Stays Crunchy and Milk podcast. It, they put the episodes up on their feed. Um, before they move them over to their Patreon. But you should be listening to their show. You should be subscribing to their Patreon and ours. Ours is patreon.com slash what's the tea pod. Um, and there's a stage crunchy and milk. That's crunchy with a K. Okay, so the Bachelorette. So this week was hometown dates. Wow. But because of COVID, they cannot go to hometown. So they bring people to, so they're they're in Minneapolis in Michelle's hometown. So they they bring people to whatever and sim simulate their hometown. Um, Wait, they like stage their hometown? Yeah, yeah. When they did it for Tasia, it was like really cute. Um, but like for Michelle, they they did less of like trying to make it seem like they were actually in the place and more of like, oh, this is the stuff that happens in the place or whatever. So. Um, she, let me, uh, pull this up so I can be accurate about what went down. Um, all right. So we have Joe, Brandon, um, what a name, Nate and Rodney left. Uh, her first was with Brandon. Yes. Brandon. Uh, is a skateboarder. The funny thing is he was wearing like some rolled up jeans and some Vans. I'm like, oh, these Vans is not it, baby. And then they went to the skate park. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and he's basically a skateboard. He's skateboard B. Okay. He's cute. I feel like he is so young. And like, like I said last week, I believe Brandon came on the show as a fuckboy. But and I was into a nice guy. But I was wrong. But I was completely wrong. So when we meet his family, they are like so totally flabbergasted that he's still there, which is really hilarious to me that they can't even believe he's still there. Um, but uh the person who wrote this on Vulture was like, I, I knew all these men were light skinned, but they all have white moms. Like they absolutely do. Everybody left on the show got a white mama. Not one black mama left. Anyway, Brandon, <clears throat> we meet Brandon's parents and his brother who looks like a Latino dude like they have the same two parents and one of them is blackish and the other one is like Puerto Rican it's very odd um but they seem to be like a really great family and uh the brother is sort of like you know I know what a good dude my brother is and I'm just happy that you saw it they had a it was actually it endeared me to Brandon like very okay. much so like he just 
is great. And like his family was cool. Everybody seemed to be great. And it, it really like warmed me to the idea of the two. Because I always felt he was a little young for her and maybe not so serious. And like maybe he just on the show trying to be the next bachelor. But they've already picked his clay in. Spoiler alert. I knew they were going to white it up and they don't, they don't look like they got too many sisters coming to meet Clayton, even though he's no a, surprise. He's also little... like, I don't, I don't know that I want. A yeah. Black no man. more, no it's more. <laughs> we're done with that. We're off that. We move. Um, so I think that like emotionally Michelle is feeling Brandon more than I initially thought she was. I'm, I'm comfortable with, with this duo. Then we have Rodney who, his mama is there with his stepfather who is also black. So she got a type. Wow. Rodney is a nervous giggler. Oh no, Rodney. And he's desperately in love with Michelle. I mean, again, like she's, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She looks like a model. Right. You look like Linda Evangelista. Like, how could you not? Um, Basically, Rodney's family knows that he's kind of the underdog without knowing. And his mama kind of was just bawling, crying the whole time. And kind of like a little bit with Michelle was like, this my baby. This my son. You gonna hurt his feelings. And I think that when the mother comes on really strong like that, it never bodes well for the contestant. Ever. Because basically she's telling Michelle that, like, I know you think you like Rodney, but there's three other men here and you're going to break my son's heart. And he's totally in love with you. And at the end of this episode, all of the men have either said, I'm in love with you or I'm falling in love with you. Brandon, he got that energy. He's like, I'm in love with you. Like, he is about it. The other ones are more of like, I'm falling in love with you. Okay. (sighs) So then it's with Joe, who, you know, is my fave. That's why I was like, I was waiting for you to talk about him first. They go to Joe's old high school, which is not the same high school as Michelle. Um, And Michelle, like, I think she went to like a white school, basically, because Joe went to like a black school. Mm-hmm. So then they go to meet Joe's family. It's. And he's like, you're going to love my sister-in-law, Hannah. Hannah's great. Hannah's so cool. You're going to love Hannah. So it's Joe's parents, his brother, and his brother's wife, Hannah, who is white. You didn't even have to say that. <laughs> um, And Hannah is trying to be the, like, um, I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to get to the questions. Hannah was not cool for the record. I thought she was a fucking bitch. And I think she thought that she was going to be able to intimidate Michelle. And Michelle was like, nah. Like, based on what? Child. Like, she was trying to play the role of like, what are your intentions for our whatever? Like, girl, if you don't sit down. But you like know that, no one, no one came to see you, Otis. No one is here to see you. No one, Hannah. No, you're not intimidating. I'm not scared of you. Like, no. But she's trying to do the like we're protective of him. Like, girl, so the fuck you gonna do? Literally nothing. 
And then we have Nate's hometown date. And the the funny thing about this is they've been teasing that one of the fathers is going to say that their son is not ready for marriage the whole show. And they must think that we don't know how genetics work because it was clearly Nate's daddy the entire time. <laughs> like, <laughs> So basically they're, you know, Nate did come to Fuckboy Island as a fuckboy and now he's a nice guy. This is him. He's the guy, right? Um, and her and Nate's daddy straight up was just like, I don't think he he ready. And the and the whole thing with Nate's family is that they don't really talk about their emotions. Nate's not an emotional guy. They never did it in his family. So he is just now doing it for the very first time with Michelle. Red flag. Huge red flag. Yeah. Yeah. And of course they were calling him Nathaniel, which, you know. It's very black. Trigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's Nate's stepdad, not his real daddy. And he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I just don't think he's ready. Yikes. And he's, and so when he sits, so the format is they go on a date to like do hometown things. And then they, their nighttime date is with the family and uh, they sit down like either parent sits down with Michelle by herself and then with the person by themselves. So after he told Michelle that Nate wasn't ready, he sat down with Nate and was like, you ain't ready. (laughs) Oh, to his face. Yeah, basically. But he's like, you know, um, they, they finally said they, I love you to each other for like the first time. Okay. Which is great, I think, you know, and he's saying that, like, you know, it's because of Michelle that I'm able to open up this way. And, you know, she's changed me in this way. Red flag. Uh, You know, whatever. Yeah, nobody should be changing you, baby. So, obviously, she should send Nate home because he's not ready. We all know he's not ready. Even if he proposes at the end, I don't see them staying together. He doesn't have a great amount of emotional intelligence. He's just not mature enough for the type of relationship that Michelle is ready for. He's the obvious choice to go home. Who does she send home? Rodney. Which I fully understand. Because I feel like Nate thinks he's in love with Michelle. And approximately three weeks after she breaks up with him, he will be fine. He's going to go on Bachelor in Paradise. Like, Nate is good. But Rodney, he's a nice guy. He's sensitive. And he's already fallen for her. And you don't want to prolong that breakup any longer than you have to. And I think it's because she's such a good person, she's letting Rodney go as soon as possible. Like, don't take him to meet your family. Don't have a fantasy suite date with him, like cut it off now. And as much as it hurts him and you, it's better now than later. Absolutely. And you don't want to exactly like, as soon as you know that that's not the person you got to let it go. Right. Which I think is, is another example of how wonderful Michelle is. She, I mean, they, they really don't, the show doesn't deserve her at all at all. Um, But yeah, so we're left with Brandon, Joe, and Nate. I believe that Joe will, I mean, Nate will go home tomorrow, today, 
uh, as you were listening. And then we're going to be left with Brandon and Joe. And I really, really, really hope she picks Joe. They just, they are a couple. They, neither one of them has to relocate. They're both from Minneapolis. Like their families seem like they would get along. I'm just, I'm really rooting for him. And for her, Well, obviously. that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, I thought that I, I had fear that this was going to be a bad recap. You you picked the right one, baby, because I would have ended the show the way I started it if we was talking about the other one. No, I'm at peace with the decision, I think, at this point. Whatever. Um, This is going to be kind of a short show this week, so I have shit to do. But is there anything else for you? No, I just... We're almost out of this raggedy ass year. Thank God. Baby. 22. Somebody said, I'm. we're not seeing all the 2022 is my year posts. Yeah. And so I was like, we'll see when we get there. Like, we've learned our lesson. Fuck all that. I'll, I'll see. I'll see what it's hitting on when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. No promises. Yeah. Well, uh, I just want to say to everybody I think that I have a hell of a testimony and I think that God gave the testimony to his child with the biggest mouth and I'm never going to stop talking about how I was covered and kept. My mental is a little fragile, but we're we working on that. <laughs> um, but I'm just so happy to be fucking alive. And uh, I'm going to expose the scammer who took my money next week, I think. <laughs> They still ain't gave you your motherfucking shit But yet. they also have not been tweeting or anything like that. And they haven't, like, blocked me. So I think that they might be, like, legit in jail. Oh, Lord. But he do have my $90. And Cash App, fuck you very much for allowing the person who took the money to be responsible for returning the money. It's the fucking dumbest shit I've ever heard. So now I'm out $90 because this motherfucker accepted my money and he won't return it to me. Mm-mm. The ghetto. The ghetto. And obviously, I was doing some shit that's not exactly legal. So I I really don't have much recourse. Like, it's just a donation at this point. Mm-mm. And that's what I get. That That's a lesson, Saints. That's what I get. <laughs> For trying to run with the, uh, the hood rats. Baby. And the thugs. <sighs> So I won't be doing that any longer. I'm paying for fucking Hulu Live, <laughs> which is trash. They run an anti-abortion ads and my pillow ads. Wait, for real? Yes. I've tweeted at them like, this is some bullshit. They're like, we, we try to lean neutral. I'm sorry, neutral would, is not showing ads for both things. It's not showing ads like that. You don't have to fucking show an anti-abortion ad. You don't. You super don't. Which is full of false information. Talk about people be having abortions up until the due date. That's not real. That's not real. And the my pillow motherfucker talking about cancel culture in a commercial in an ad. Aren't y'all embarrassed? Aren't y'all embarrassed? Are you not ashamed of yourself? You ought to be embarrassed. Really. This is really embarrassing. Really embarrassing. All right, Pastor, go ahead. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. But it is not the day for you to fucking try it. But it's not the day for you to fucking try it. (laughs) Run it to her money. 90 of my ducats. Return them to me. (laughs) 
Ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.